Hello and welcome to Za Ame Football Podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Omar. My name is Andy. And this is the third episode of Za Ame Football Podcast, where we talk about and teach you American football and give you some convenient football themed English phrases. Today, we have a huge episode for you. We'll talk about the conference championship round of the NFL playoffs. We'll recap an amazing round of divisional games last week. And then we will discuss a very, very, very big rumor. Don't go anywhere. I think we have to start with this this uh, rumor andy this is this is one of the biggest rumors it's something that we've all kind of been expecting and it's been it's been getting bigger and bigger and bigger every day since well last sunday pretty much what's, yeah what's the latest so basically uh it was reported earlier today by uh adam schefter who is one of the lead nfl reporters and basically biggest people in NFL media mm. basically reporting that Tom Brady was officially retiring from the NFL after 22 seasons in the league mm. which is pretty big yeah, um it's as big as it gets one of Best one of ever. one of the biggest players ever maybe the biggest the, the I, I would say for, for for me I'd say the like he won seven Super Bowls yeah, he won seven Super Bowls. He's been to 10 of them. He yeah. has been one of the most decorated, successful, and possibly most hated uh, <laughs> players in, in the history of the but NFL. Also, also one of the most loved players. You know, there, are, there are two sides to this guy. People who hate him, like you. People who love him, like me. There's, there's two sides. Yeah, I said it. I, I, I love him. I don't hate the guy. I, I, I understand how people don't like him, but he's a guy who's who's been around for, for, for so long. It, it's fun to watch him. It's like watching Tom Brady in the Super Bowl is almost like a tradition. Like it, it's it's almost every year. He's either he's either in it. He, I mean, he's, he's, he's either either winning or losing, but he's he's in it. He's been in it 10 times in the past 22 years. Like you said, it's crazy. Yeah, it yeah. is. And it's absolutely nuts seeing this report come out just yeah. one week after he lost in the divisional round to the yeah. Rams. However, I have to now turn the other way and say that shortly after this report came out from Mr. Scheffner and others, uh, basically his father agent and the team for Tom Brady all came forward and said, he has not decided hmm. on what's going on yet. They hmm. basically said that he has made no final decision on okay. his future and that he is still thinking about it, which is how he made it sound earlier in the week as if himself. he was going to take to himself. Tom yeah. Brady said he was going to take time right, right. to talk with his family, uh, his wife, Giselle Brady, and to consider his future going forward. He famously said, for our viewers who don't know, he famously said that he was going to retire at the age of 45. Mm-hmm. He is currently 44. He would turn 45 in the middle of next year. But he also uh, said that he would August. like to play till he's 50. He said he, he would like to play to 50, right? Sure. I, like I, I don't to. know if that was serious, but that's something that, that people always mention. They're like, Tom Brady wants to play to 50 and he can. But yeah, like you said, he, he also said, I want to retire 45. When is his right. birthday? Do we know that? It's, I believe, August 30th. Off the top of my <laughs> why, off the top you, of my head. Wh- why do you know? I, I'm going to check, and I hope you're because wrong. I hope because I go through this every because because I, when you're reminded the thing about Brady, I also want to bring <laughs> bring bring to light. You don't escape him. He's in the news all the time. People yeah, and talk that's, about that's him all so the fun. time. It's been so much fun for 22 years. Like it, it, it would be ending, and I, I would feel really sad if if all of a sudden there was no Tom Brady. What would we talk about? Oh, what would funny. we talk about? Huh? Funny, I, I'm a page turner. I go on to the new next thing. Turner. New book, new new book. I need I need new material. What's that? What's that? I'm I'm getting I'm getting word from our intern that you are wrong. 
<laughs> it's not what August 30th. <laughs> it was the intern. Wait, we have on. an intern now. This this no. show is getting big. We have a guy. He's he's sitting in the closet. I, I need you to check your sources. <laughs> he's sitting in the closet. <laughs> His source. What's the source? <laughs> the source is Wikipedia. It says Tom Brady was born August third. Oh, it's August Wikipedia. 3rd. Is it? Okay. Wikipedia is August third. Oh, you said August thirtieth. Okay. So gotcha. You're 27 days off. But okay. Know. Okay. Well, either way, same month. But <laughs> you got. Okay. So anyway, he's going to be 45 when the season begins. Yes. Which so, means that, which means that he would retire after next year. According according to this this, you know, if if we put any stock or any, you know, belief in this this thing that he said how many years ago, you know, maybe he would retire next year. But sure. I, I mean for, for me I I I think now after the past week like you said there's been a lot of, you know, feeling that he's going to retire. I so I I won't be surprised if it's true, but I would still be surprised if he retired this year because I I always imagine that Tom Brady would retire holding a Super Bowl trophy. You know, if he retired last year, I think it would it would make sense for him. You know, seven Super Bowls, five MVPs. I think the Super Super Bowl MVPs, and then and then out. You know, see ya. Mm-hmm. To retire this year after losing in the divisional round at home like it, it was it was a pretty i think for his team it was a shocking loss it was it was not the best season they had, they had a lot of problems all year faced a lot of adversity this year so for me it's it's not a fitting you know what i mean like it's it's not a appropriate end to this man's career no but the, the thing about it is he has to consider what's going to happen next year with the buccaneers they have a lot of players who are becoming free agents and this team may look different next year. I don't know if he's going to have the same opportunity to win with these players next year. Um, they may be losing coaches for next season. Their yeah, offensive, offensive coordinator, coordinator and maybe Byron defensive Lefkowitz. coordinator. Yeah. It's possible that they could leave. Yeah. So, you know, it, it depends. He may just say, I don't see another team I could go to or have another opportunity to win like I do here, this might be my chance to say, all right, this was it. See you later. I mean, he had a great season. Like he had an MVP type season. It's true. He, it's true with all his numbers. Yeah. So he, yeah, that's it, true. so he wouldn't be going out on top as a winner, but he would be going out on top as far as performance. Like, yeah. you know, people, people probably look at him and say, you can't look at him and say he can't play anymore. Like not if, if we're being fair, like it's not like Drew Brees or big, Penn, um, who definitely needed to retire a year yeah. earlier. Yeah, um, a year earlier in, in Ben's case. Yeah, maybe two. But, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, and that's the thing. Like, you know, Brady's Brady is so... I mean, the thing that, <clears throat> excuse me, that gets me is that he's like Michael Jordan in that he is so competitive. He doesn't really listen to other people. He listens to himself. He listens to what he wants and what he wants to accomplish. And if he wants to keep playing and winning, that's up to him. I know he says he, he listens to his family and his, his wife. I understand that. That's a big, that's a big decision. It's a big factor in his life. But I also know that he is an adrenaline junkie, which means that he just wants to have more things to do. He feeds off having energy. He wants to continue building on what he has because he can keep playing. He can keep doing something that few human beings could do. And honestly, I can't think of somebody else who can do this at his age. So, you know, it's tough to give that up. Like you would want to just say, Hey, my body's had enough. I can't do it anymore. Instead of having someone else, telling him he can't do it anymore, you know? So yeah. uh, for me, I think that's why it's, it has to be an extremely difficult decision for him. Yeah. Real quick, Tom Brady this year in 2021 led the NFL in passing yards, in touchdowns, in pass attempts, and in pass completions. At 44 years old, he was the number one quarterback in those four stats. If he retires, I know I said he wouldn't be going out on top, but he would still be going out on top. Hmm. Let's hope it isn't true. 
All right. Uh, I'm not sure I feel the same way, but <laughs> um, and, and he's not the biggest Tom Brady fan, as I, as, I, as is pretty obvious. I think I, I had the parade floats already for today. <laughs> I was I was getting ready. I had my balloons. I had fireworks. I was it was great. I was I was set up for everything, and then. Then you just had to ruin my parade, like yep. he always does. That's what happens. That's what happens. Well, let's um let's go back to last week and let's talk about the divisional round because, in my opinion, and I think in, in the opinion of most people who watch the NFL, that was probably the best playoff round of football, maybe in 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 NFL history. What what an amazing round! Every single game was down to the wire, which means it came down to the very last you know play or the, or the very last couple of plays. But in this case. The very last play decided all four of these games. Crazy. Yeah. I, I was out of breath, like, after every game, especially especially Sunday. Sunday was absolutely insane. Um, the, way, the way both games ended, the way both games went, yeah. I, I've, I've had times when, you know, there's been a game like that on a weekend, maybe two. But for all three of them to come down to the last play, as you said, every single one, and for all of them to really have like different themes, different ways that they were won, different mistakes, oh yeah, different kinds of plays, like all yeah. all four games, the games were all different, yeah. They, that's the that's the thing. Like all four games, I looked at them like is every one of these is a version of what a close game could be. It could yep. be a shootout which yeah. we talked about last week, which definitely happened with yeah. the Bills and Chiefs. Yep. Um, it, can right. be a close, it can be a close game. Um, it could have a lot of field goals. It could, yep. There could be a lot of turnovers. Of turnovers, I mean, sacks, sacks. Great yeah. defense. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it, it was crazy. There's so much to, to discuss. So why don't we, um, why don't we just go through? Because we have four teams left now, right? Mm-hmm. We have uh, the Chiefs, the Bengals. They're going to be playing in the, in the first game tomorrow. And then we have the Rams, the 49ers. So why don't we just do a little team-by-team team analysis, okay? We're going to go through one-by-one. One. We'll talk about the team. We'll talk about um, how they got here. We'll talk about what they did last week. And then we'll, we'll talk about also their um, their chances of winning perhaps tomorrow, okay? Definitely. So the early game, like we said, it's going to be in Kansas City. We'll start with the home team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they had probably the best win of last week. Um, this was the, this was the only game that was not decided by a field goal. However, the Chiefs did have to make a field goal at the end of the fourth quarter to tie the game. Um, and then, of course, they went in, into overtime. They won the coin toss. They got the ball. Patrick Mahomes and his offense took three plays um, to go down the field in only 10 seconds. They had 13 seconds. They had 13 seconds um, in the previous uh final drive of, of, of the fourth quarter. And then in the, uh, in overtime, they went down the field, scored a touchdown and won it with a walk-off touchdown. Crazy, crazy game. Your team just keeps surviving. Like, I don't know what it is. They, they just find a way to win these playoff games. You've yeah. never, you, you seem to always find a way to no matter what time is left or what the situation is or how many points you have to get your, your team finds a way. I look, the bills did nothing wrong on offense. No, the the bills deserve to win as well. Josh Allen, Josh Allen was out of his mind. He was electric the entire game. And for him to put on the performance, he did two weeks in a row in the playoffs and to come out as a loser, to lose in the divisional round is almost heartbreaking for the Bills. I, I, and it is heartbreaking, I should say. It, it really is because you would think with 13 seconds, no team should be able to get into field goal range in 13 seconds inside their own 30-yard line. And yet, no one expected. If, if there's one team you don't give 13 seconds to, <laughs> if there's one team you don't do that to, if you can take time off the clock, which the Bills could have if they had kicked the ball in the field of play instead of kicking it through the end zone, which they did instead, then they could have had a chance to actually put a stop to the Chiefs. But instead, they gave them a chance to move the ball up the field very quickly in a short time. 
And for me, I, yeah, the Chiefs I, did it again. They did it again. There's been a lot of talk this past week about what, what could the Bills have done differently? Like you said, they could have done a squib kick, right? Which mm-hmm. um, for those who don't know, a squib kick is when um, a kickoff on, on a kickoff, instead of kicking the ball hard and trying to get it to the other team's end zone for a touchback or, or as far as possible, a squib kick is when you kick it a little bit softer. Um, and the idea is that the receiving team, when they touch the ball, uh, the clock will start and they do have to touch the ball. So they will touch it. The clock will start. Um, and usually they, they won't be able to get a very long return uh, because it might be another player who gets the ball, not the intended returner. So people have been saying that the Bills should have done this because that would have killed a few seconds. However, Eric Bieniemy, uh, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, a couple of days ago was, was asked uh, this question. He said, uh, people asked him, you know, if the Bills would have squibbed the kick, do you think that that would have made a difference? He said, he said no, because we, we practice this all the time. And a squib kick will typically take about four seconds off the clock, which means we would have had nine seconds left. Um, but a squib kick, what they assume is they will get the ball from their own 40-yard line. Now, they had it from their own 25, I, I believe. So that's, that's 15 yards difference in only four seconds. So in Bienemy's you know, opinion, they, they would have, you know, lost some time, but they would have gained 15 yards and they would have only needed from, from there another 30 or maybe 35 yards to get, no, not even 35, right. To get in into position. So from his perspective, he said it wouldn't have made any difference. We practiced this over and over and over again. So, 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 I mean, they knew exactly what, what plays they were going to run um, and they got it done. Mm. Yeah. I suppose so. I just, I think you have to find a way to cut plays down and to cut time down, you know, in, in the best case, could they have made it? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But, I, but I, more at, at the end of the day, I think the bills defense just had to step up. They were, yeah, they were tired and they just, I mean, you know, the, the defense failed. And I, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you want to blame the, the defensive players or the play calling on, on the defensive side, but they failed, you know? For, for me, I think that's that's all you can say. And then they failed again in overtime. They had a chance to stop them. Now, of course, they were tired after, after you know, giving up two touchdowns in the last two minutes. They were tired. They went into overtime and they gave up another touchdown. So um, you can't blame them. But if, if you give a team three touchdowns in you know, the final, what, five minutes of a game, you know, you lose. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I understand that. I think they were just completely winded. They had no energy. They couldn't do anything at the end of that game. Yeah, yeah, and winded, tired. I, tired, out of breath. Um, I, I think this has led to a discussion. I'm sure you've heard about this week about the overtime rules, uh, which is funny because your team lost because of these very rules three years ago against yeah. the Patriots in overtime. So yeah. it's interesting that it's the other way around. So for anyone who doesn't know, in overtime, you do a coin toss and whoever uh, wins the toss usually asks to get the ball first because yeah, what happens pretty much is always in overtime. Yeah, um, because what happens is if you score a touchdown, you win the game. If yeah. you kick a field goal or you don't get any points, the other team gets the ball and has a chance to either tie the game or to win the game. But with how the game was going in this uh, last four minutes, everyone kind of assumed, well, whoever gets the ball first is going to win because both defenses are so tired that they have mm-hmm. no chance at catching these offenses. And the offenses are so good. The offenses are so good. They're going to score. So it basically became a 50, 50 chance. And um, that basically meant that because the chiefs won the coin toss that they were going to win. Now, again, defense has to do their job. They have to get in the way, but I I see why people are are upset that it's not so much the rules, in my opinion, it's more that it's luck that's involved and that this happened to be a case where one team that was playing so well and a guy like Josh Allen, who was playing out of his mind, should have had a chance to score and, and be able to tie the game or win the game. But that's the thing. Like, I also believe that in this case, this was such a unique game. Like we talk about shootouts. I mean, this was 
one of the great shootouts you could ever see in the playoffs. Like this is a amazing game and uh, something that doesn't happen very often. So most cases, the overtime rules work because a lot of offenses aren't that good, at least late in the game, even because they can't just score whenever they feel like, or they have, you know, amazing players or play calls or whatever. So it's kind of tough because this, a lot of people were upset about the bills, not having a chance to score, but I also think it may have just been because a it's the playoffs. So if your team loses, you're out and B this was a very unique game for this to happen. So, um, yeah, it was tough. It was, it was, I just feel so bad for the bills because they really, this was their moment to prove themselves. Yeah. We talked about it last week and they had a chance and they, it just didn't work out. Yep. And that leaves the Kansas city chiefs now um, in the AFC championship game for the fourth time in a row. They are the first ever NFL team to be in the championship game four times in a row. They are hosting it every single year. And this is crazy because um, the Kansas city chiefs actually had never hosted an AFC championship game ever in, 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 in their history. Um, which means that, 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 that they were never the better team in the AFC championship game uh, because the best team will be at home in the playoffs in the NFL. So the chiefs did it for the first time four years ago, and they've done it every year since they lost the first one. Uh, they won the next well, they won the next two, maybe the last one this year as well. Um, and if they win on Sunday, they will be in the Super Bowl for the third straight year. Switching gears to the visiting team, we have the Cincinnati Bengals coming in off of their win against the Tennessee Titans. This is the game that we uh, we actually watched last week as we were discussing um, what was happening. And uh, this was a really crazy win for the, for the Bengals. You know, they 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 were the road team. And of course, the Titans are a team that have been in, in the playoffs and deep in the playoffs a few times recently. The Bengals have not. Um, the Bengals, another, I, I don't want to say a dark horse because I think many people had a lot of faith, but they are not, not the most um, you know, famous team when you think of really, really good football teams. But this year, definitely a really, really good football team. Their game against the Titans, uh, somehow they won. We were talking about it. They 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 allowed nine sacks, um, and the game again came down to a field goal at the end. It was a, a game-winning field goal that was hit by their their uh, very very confident rookie kicker uh, Evan McPherson. Did you see this guy? Like, did did you hear what this guy was 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 saying apparently before the kick? Oh, he said we're going to the AFC Championship yeah. game. I think yeah. before he kicked it, yeah, before he's a rookie. He kicked it. So yeah, just just to put this into perspective, this kid is a rookie kicker, rookie kicker. Andy, if you think about an NFL locker room, you have like let's say a, like a veteran quarterback like Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. the leader of that of that uh, locker room, right? On on a totem pole, he would be the kind of top guy. What what yeah. what position is the like bottom? In your opinion, and like what <laughs> the, what experience? I, I mean, in terms of like who's important? No, I wouldn't say important, but I would say like like who 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 has the most respect oh. in a locker room? Um, Experienced quarterbacks are gonna be number one, right? So so the lowest would probably be either uh, the water boy or <laughs> no <laughs> no no um, above the water boy you have above the water <laughs> the rookie um, kicker no, right the, the player yeah so kicker or the punter. I mean, the punter is the other the one. Rookie, maybe. The rookie punter might be lower than the rookie kicker. Maybe, to be honest, maybe, they, but the kick, they can't even score points. The, yeah, the kicker thing is there's so much pressure on the kicker. The kicker is what we call a thankless job, which means that thankless you, job. You, you, you mean good, thankless good job phrase, means like you, you have to. Um, it's something you are expected to do. No one tells you thank you for doing it, and when you mess up, everyone notices. So for the kicker, especially a rookie kicker, that's a big deal. This guy has been awesome. He's made a ton of field goals from 50 yards out, which is really difficult to do. Mm, long um, kicks. Long kicks. He was awesome on on Saturday last week. He yep. made all of his kicks and he's made some game winning several game winning kicks this year. He's been mm. really really good. Um and mm. he's confident. If he's, he's saying confident. that we're going to the uh, AFC Championship game before making that kick, yeah, I would say he told his he's, teammates. Yeah. He told his teammates. So yeah, uh that's 
And I think that's the thing about the Cincinnati team. They're very confident, despite how young they are. They are the youngest team in the in the NFL playoffs this year. And the Chiefs are the second youngest, by the way. Right. Which, again, we were saying last week is amazing, considering they've had so much experience and so much success. And yet they seem to have still a really young roster. So I think, you know, for Cincinnati, it's really amazing considering they just were not really ready last year to, to do anything. And now this year, suddenly they're just beating people up and taking names. They've had a absolutely brutal schedule this year. They played some really tough teams yeah. all year yeah. and they've found a way to win the division and get to the AFC championship game. It's really uh, as far I, I think of them as a dark horse because I personally, I mean, I didn't have a lot of faith in them at mm. some point during the year. Then I got more confident in what they were doing near the end of the season. So yeah, I, I, I really, yeah. What they're doing is incredible. Yeah. Midway during the season, I think you're right. They, um, they, they, they had a couple periods where we thought, mm, this is a good team, maybe not a, a great team, but um, when, when they finished the season for me, I was thinking this is a team that I think they can beat any team because, you know, like you said, they had a great year. They, they beat a lot of good teams, including the Kansas city chiefs. Um, when the Bengals came to visit Kansas city, actually towards the end of the season, they, um, they did go into Arrowhead, which is a very difficult stadium to win in. And they won. This was in, uh, in week 17, I believe they, they went in actually, and they, they, went, they beat the chiefs. In, they actually uh, went to Cincinnati 34, 31. That's right. Sorry. No, sorry. Okay. Yeah. They were in Cincinnati. That game, that yeah. game was in Cincinnati. Uh, the, the Bengals won that one 34, 31. So the big difference here is that they're going to be playing in Kansas city. So my point still stands. It's a hard place to play in. And hopefully as a Chiefs fan, that, that, that makes it, you know, um, an, an easier game for the Chiefs. But I think this game could go either way. In my opinion, experience is something in the playoffs that you, you really have to, you have to understand. And I think it's, it's difficult to say that the Bengals are going to go in and win this one against Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill in the championship game. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to say the chiefs are going to pull this one off. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, look, the, the chiefs got up on Cincinnati 28 to 14 in Cincinnati. They, they were leading that game. They were in control of that game. And then they decided to stop covering Jamar chase and he had an all time performance against the Chiefs secondary. I -hmm. don't think that's going to happen again this time. I, for one, think they're going to find a way to limit him a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And secondly, I think this defensive line is going to absolutely destroy Joe Burrow. Look, let's hope you got to, you get away with getting sacked nine times and winning pretty impressive. That's not happening in Arrowhead. Look, yeah. I, I think he's going to be running for his life again on Sunday. And I think Steve, Steve Spagnuolo can do whatever he wants, calling their defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. I think he can do – he can call – he can rush three people, four people. He can do different coverages. Like, he can do whatever he wants against Burrow. I think he's going to As long as they watch him. Chase. As long as they watch Chase, right. And T. Higgins, too, I'll, I'll throw out as well. But I sure. think – I think they'll find ways to to limit him. And I think they're going to just torture Joe Burrow, which leads me actually into a question. I want to ask you as a as a Chiefs fan. Do you think Steve Spagnuolo is a Hall of Famer? Hall of Famer? Wow. I'll be honest. I've never thought about that before. Neither did I until yesterday. Why? I, I just did, thought did you hear it somewhere or is this no. being talked about? Okay. You no, just this, about is, it. this is my thought. Cause you know, if like, think about, I think about, so Steve Spagnuolo has had as a defensive coordinator, a very successful career. He led the giants defenses, the one Super Bowl giants, the 2007 and the 2011 giants and beating the new England Patriots when they were, not not dark horses, really like Cinderella teams. Like they really should not have won those those Super Bowls, and they did. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes to your team, mm-hmm. also rebuilds the defense. They've won one, they've been to another, and here they are again. Even with all the defensive problems they had earlier this season, oh man, they found and they, they had a lot. They had a lot. Yeah, he's found a way to get around it. I I just I'm always impressed by no matter who's on the team 
or who's playing for his for his side of the ball. He just finds ways to create pressure, confuse people, uh, creates good schemes. I, I just wonder, like, I know, you know, he'll never be like he had he was a head coach for the Rams, didn't really go very well. Yeah, but as a defensive that's... coordinator, I, it's hard for me to think about the history of the NFL without thinking about him because he's been part of some humongous accomplishments, big team wins. And I mean, he's helped two different teams, two different franchises play, reach the top, reach the top. So for me, I mean, I think he has a case. I, I just, yeah. I, I, I thought about that earlier this week. I really think he yeah. may have a case. And if he gets to another one, like, you know, it, yeah, it, he it's... may. It's a it's a fair question. He he's had a very long career um, as a defensive coordinator. Uh, just just to recap for those who are not aware, we're talking about Steve Spagnolo, who is um, a very very long term uh, NFL defensive coordinator. Currently the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, uh, two time Super Bowl winner with the Giants and Chiefs, as as Andy mentioned. But for me, the thing, like you said, the kind of knock, um, the kind of negative point for Steve Spagnolo is when when he was a head coach. Um, his record was 11 and 41. So he won 21% of his games, 21%. This is over, over the course of uh, three, no, four years. It looks like three years as head coach of the Rams. Um, then he also coached the giants for four years. This was as an interim coach, uh, I believe. Um, was this when Coughlin was let go? Perhaps I'm not sure in, in 2017. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he won only 21% of his games. So, to get into the Hall of Fame as a defensive coordinator alone, like you said, he, he's he's contributed a lot to, to, to the history of, of, of the NFL and to the development of defenses, you know, during his his career. But but I think it's a, it's a tough case, to be honest. Yeah, it, it but, is. Actually, yeah. And actually, it got tougher because I actually just looked this up. I made a mistake. He was not on the 2011 uh, Giants squad. I thought he was. I thought he came back for some reason. He did not. He came back later in 2015 right. and then was there for three years. So actually right. he was not part of the 2011 run, but the 2007 was one part was of the first one. Yeah. The first one was the most important. Like that was like the legendary. That was um, yeah. defensive. That was, that was the fun. That was, one. That, that was one where they beat the undefeated Patriots. Right. The yeah. Pats. So, they, they were, uh, yeah, they were going to go in and they were going to, thought they were going to win. Uh, yeah. They were, I think 19, 19, and oh, right. Go, no, they were 18 and oh going into it and yeah. they lost the last one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I, I, so he's one, two, but you know, if he wins three this year, I I'm just saying like, I know he's not, he's not a head coach. He's not head coaching material, but I think sometimes these coordinators deserve some attention too. Uh, That's just me. Give give, give a bit of love to the coordinators. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Let's, let's go on to the next game. We've got the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. This is going to be played in Los Angeles. So again, we'll start with our home team. Uh, The Rams, of course, coming off of a big win, uh, last week against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was a road win for the Rams. Um, they actually, a little bit of history about these two teams. Uh, the Rams have actually lost to the 49ers six straight times. Like, like you said, the 49ers beat them twice this year. They beat yep. them twice last year and twice the year before that. Um, they are the home team this year, so maybe this could be – or sorry, in, in, uh, this week they're the home team. So maybe this could be their chance to turn things around. Um, another big storyline is Matthew Stafford, a quarterback who they acquired this offseason. He had played his entire career with the Detroit Lions, not a team that anybody wants to, to play for. Um, and they traded their, their quarterback, Jared Goff, a quarterback who won the NFC with them just, just a few years ago um, for Matthew Stafford because they felt like he was going to help them out. And so far he has. He's gotten them to the NFC Championship game. They've added a lot of big veteran players, like uh, I believe you mentioned Odell Beckham Jr. was added. Vaughn Miller was added. Uh, of course, they have maybe the best player in the NFL currently in Aaron Donald. Um, this is a team that on paper, uh, meaning when, when, when you look at, at their stats and their players on paper, they are a really, really good team with a really good chance of winning tomorrow. Yeah, no, they, they absolutely do. And I think this is exactly where they wanted to be when the season started. They are hosting the NFC championship game. They have all these star players. These star players are healthy. They have a great opportunity against a lower seed to make the Super Bowl. And 
because the Super Bowl is in LA, basically, hey. basically be hosting the Super Bowl. I was, was so going to mention that too. Yeah, that's, that'd be that's, crazy. That would be a second year in a row. Yeah, that a team was playing in their home stadium for the Super Bowl, which before last year never happened. Had never happened. Like, yeah, had never <laughs> happened. And now we might get two years in a row. Which um, means, which means that the Cardinals could perhaps host the Super Bowl next year. Should I get my okay. tickets? All right. Yeah, you might as well <laughs> start it. cashing in. Book it. Let's go. I, I wish. It's not going to happen. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, I, I, well, as long as Cliff Kingsbury is there, well. Yeah. Well, we can we'll, talk we'll, about that later. We'll, t- we'll talk that about. We'll, <laughs> There's a lot to we'll go into that. That's another podcast. Yeah. Um, but, look, I say all this, and yet I just can't shake the feeling that this – San Francisco 49ers team is so well equipped to come into the stadium and basically spoil the Los Angeles Rams party. Like I think mm-hmm. they're going to find ways to give them a lot of trouble, especially in their run game. Like, look, this 49er team won in the stadium three weeks ago and got into the playoffs. The Rams let them get into the playoffs, which yeah. I think yeah, could be a talk about that. Mm. big mistake. Like that's something yeah. if you have a chance to at least in sports here, if you have a chance to make sure your division opponent is not in the playoffs, you should probably think about not letting them in because yeah. it's, 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 it can hurt you later on down the, down the road because these teams know each other so well. Mm. And so and they've, I, they've beaten you, you know, so many times recently. That's actually a really good point. Let's do a quick recap of, of how things played out week, week 18. Um, there were a couple of really important games. One of them, of course, was the 49ers were in Los Angeles playing against the Rams. Uh, the Rams were very comfortable because they had already won the division. Uh, they were in the playoffs. Not many things were going to change for them. Um, meanwhile, we had the Arizona Cardinals were another really important part of this. Um, the Cardinals were playing against the Seahawks. Sorry. Yeah, the Seahawks. And if the Cardinals would have won, uh, they would have had a chance to move up in their division uh, because they lost. That meant that the Rams were safe. Um, And then there was one more really important game. And that was the new Orleans saints. The saints were another team that had a chance uh, to catch up to the 49ers and perhaps get into the playoffs um, with a 49ers loss. However, the 49ers won that game. Uh, which meant that the Saints were out. So the Rams led in a team that a lot of people thought was going to be a dark horse. Um, dark horse is is a phrase meaning a team that is maybe not not expected to win. Actually, we have uh, an, an episode about dark horse coming out in just a couple of days. So please make sure you check that out. But the 49ers were expected to be a dark horse, being a, a powerful team, which is kind of hidden. Uh, whereas the Saints, probably not. So yeah, if the Rams lose this game, they're, they're going to be really just kicking themselves. Like, we, we mm-hmm. could have beaten this team, put them out of the playoffs a few weeks ago at home. They have a second chance this week. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and also, I wanted to point this out, too. So I was looking at some, some research, and earlier, a little earlier in the week, maybe two days ago. Uh, so there's a, a website called StubHub, which sells – season or sells tickets to stadiums uh, for events of uh, concerts and games. There was a report that the StubHub website for this game, this game in Los Angeles had reported 43% of the sales coming from Northern California. <laughs> um <laughs> In Northern California, for, for those of you who don't know, there's a few cities that are big up there. Yes, it's like Oakland, you got Sacramento, <laughs> San Jose, Chico. Am I missing? Am I missing Chico? Chico. Uh, uh, just, uh, I think it starts Clara. with uh, uh, Berkeley. Uh, no, Berkeley no, Island. no. What's what's that one? Napa? No, no. What's what's that? Oh yeah, oh, uh, San Francisco. Oh, oh. San Francisco yeah. is a yeah, Northern yeah, California. yeah. That's right. Huh. Oh, okay. San, San Francisco. Francisco. So you're saying 43 percent of sales ticket sales for this game might be mm-hmm. San Francisco 49ers fans driving down the highway. Mm-hmm. What is that about an eight hour drive, which Hey, in, in the U S yeah. really not that, that, that far. I know for people here in Japan, the eight, eight hour drive, that's crazy. But in, in the U S you know, California, it's a pretty big state. 
not for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so people, people are going to be coming down from San Francisco for this flying, game, flying or driving. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's, pretty crazy. That's, that's kind of the thing about, about having like every, every team has a different, different culture, a different identity. You know, um, the Green Bay Packers, that's a stadium where you're you're never going to see 43% of sales go to the, the away team, right? Green, no, Bay, Green, have- Bay, Green Bay Packers home games will always be green and and, and, and yellow, right? Yeah. Kansas yeah, City Chiefs, to, very similar. You have to wait for someone to die. And then even then, it's probably their family member who's getting the tickets. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Packers, if you want Packers tickets, there's a waiting list. And it, it's famously a very, very long, long, long list. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's a small market and the fans really love their team. When you come into a market like Los Angeles, obviously a very big market and the Rams have only returned to, to Los Angeles recently, this kind of thing can happen. Yeah. Yeah, they can. And, um, there was a report last week too, on Sunday when the Rams won their game against the Buccaneers and they were going to host the NFC championship game. The Ticketmaster, which is another site that sells tickets, is Man, we're we're just advertising all these sites. Trying to, they were trying. <laughs> well, I, I, I know. What else you got spon- going out there? Was there? Was there a sponsor? We should get some sponsors. <laughs> we should yeah. Can we get some Japanese sponsors? I don't know if there's any um, ticket sales sites in oh, Japan. People get. I forgot where they get them. Lawson, I just I, I just know. asked my my wife to get them for me. Hey, yeah. we need tickets to the rugby game. Yeah, Lawson Seven Eleven usually. Right. Yeah. Which, which I... by the way, I want to say is fantastic. The fact that in Japan you can buy konbini tickets this is amazing. I love it. Japanese konbinis are just so, so much better than American convenience stores. No, but <laughs> the, 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 we should honestly take the word convenience out of our convenience stores. Cause it's not even close compared no. to Japanese convenience no. stores. Not even close. Different level. Um, Sorry. But I, anyways, I took you off topic. Ticketmaster. Yeah. So Ticketmaster said that they were going to, or the, the, the site said that only people in the LA area could buy tickets to the game. So if you had an address, if you lived in the area of LA, you could buy tickets. Seven hours later, they took it down because I'm sure someone from uh, the head office at NFL said, uh, excuse me, we actually want people to go to this game. So yeah, you can't do that um, yeah. because That's- otherwise, otherwise you have maybe a half full stadium of Rams fans. So yeah, uh, they, they stopped that. So anyways, the reason I bring this up is this is not going to be a home game for the Rams. There is Mm. going to be a significant number of Mm. 49er fans because there Mm. were last time three weeks ago, and there's going to be a lot this time, especially with, with the Super Bowl on the line. Yeah. And I want to add that there were two weeks ago when the Niners went to Dallas Yes, Niners went, went, yes. Went, went to Dallas, which is much mm-hmm. farther from LA. If if you're not good with American geography, Dallas is in Texas, which is about three states away from California. Yeah. To go from San Francisco to, to Dallas, it's either a very long drive or you're you're flying. And their stadium was was very very red. Um, yeah. So Fort Niners, they they have a lot of fans all over the country. They're yeah. a very popular team, and that can really help them on the road. There are a few teams like that. The Steelers are, are another team that, that they have fans in every single stadium. Uh, Chiefs and, are another one. Yeah. But, and Packers uh, fans too. The 49ers. Yeah, and Packers fans, of course. But the 49ers travel very, very well. So that's a really good point. This yeah. could be a, a home game for them in a sense. And yeah. if if the Rams do end up winning this game and they go to the Super Bowl, we were saying you know they would they would be the second team ever to host a Super Bowl or, or to, to, to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Um, but... If that's the case, how do we know that there aren't going to be more, you know, Chiefs fans or Bengals fans? Bengals? Eh. Yeah, I, well, I can't. I yeah, can't imagine a lot of people coming from Cincinnati because I could see. Yeah, Kansas Chiefs City have, though. Yeah, I, I've seen Kansas City. They traveled here for Charger games. I've seen them. They travel like they, well. they show. They show up. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I know they would show up. So yeah. that's that's not a question. Bengals fans. Eh. But uh, <laughs> the, I think the problem is there are no Bengals fans outside of Cincinnati, like not be, many because they've, they've been so bad. If you cheer for the Bengals, it's because you are from Cincinnati, not even from the state of Ohio, because they have two teams in Ohio, mm-hmm. you know, which which can I just add is like it's kind of a waste. Like Ohio, Ohio <laughs> has these two these two franchises tradition, that, man, that don't well, do anything years well, you know, and years, decades well, of, of losing. Well, really, 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 really short version of the story, because I don't want to bore our audience too much. Yeah. But basically, 
basically the the head coach and and part owner or not part owner, but the head coach of the Browns back in the sixties, Paul Brown. Yes. Literally his name was Paul Brown mm-hmm. uh, left the team and made his own team Cincinnati, right. the Cincinnati Bengals who had the same colors, the same, almost the same helmets, basically the same team and yeah. put it in, in the same state just to, just to spite the Cleveland Browns. Cause he wanted to have his own team. So yeah. that's part of the reason why, but th- for them to still be here all these years, I mean, I don't know. I mean, but you know how people support their teams, they support their franchises. So that's mm. the other part of it. You know, they show up mm. maybe because yeah. there's not much to do, but um, <laughs> uh, and, and good for them. Good for them. Yeah. I, I think, I think like you said, there, there's, it's one of those smaller cities where there isn't many, there, there isn't a lot that you can do. Um, Green Bay is another place like that. You know, Packers fans love their team because I mean, if they weren't watching the Packers, they would just be eating cheese and drinking beer because that's that's pretty much all, all they have in, in the city. Um, the difference is the Packers have, have been good for a very long time since yeah. the 50s. Um, they have been a, a top team. And so they have a lot of fans, not only in Green Bay, but all over the country. Um, I, I have fans. I, sorry, I have friends who are not from Green Bay who are big Packers fans. People people are just attracted to this team. The Bengals have a similar market, but a very different, um, you know, record. <laughs> they just don't win. And, and that's, that's what's kept yeah. them um, away for all, all these and, years. And um, that's a big, that's a big difference maker for green Bay winning. Yeah. So final, uh, final prediction then for the, uh, the Rams Niners, who you got. I, I said this earlier in the week and I'm still sticking with it. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers, the six seated. San Francisco 49ers. I think they're going to run the ball very well. Mm. This time, I don't think they're going to fall behind 17, nothing like they did against the Rams three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be in control. I think they're going to rush Stafford. They're going to frustrate him. And I think Shanahan's going to do it again, which would mean based on our predictions, they would face your chiefs again. We're getting the rematch, man. It would be a rematch, which I would never expect that because honestly, when that happened, when that game happened, I thought your team for sure would have more chances at Super Bowls. I really did. The 49ers, I thought, man, this might be it. Like, yeah. this could be trouble. Because yeah. what happens, something else I want to ha- explain to the audience, too, is when teams lose the Super Bowl, for whatever reason, they just fall apart. The players yeah. either leave or coaches leave. The office panics. The front the office, office panics. They start, they start to fire people and, and right. add, add new players like Antonio Brown and stuff. <laughs> Well, so to be who, fair, they who, had whoever loses this game might sign Antonio Brown. That's there's, there's possibly, <laughs> possibly. No, to be fair, he was signed, he helped the Bucks win that Super Bowl last year. I know you you want to forget that, but he did help them. That's true. That's true. He was I know, but I know, but, but they he, kept... he's he's a ticking time bomb, and mm-hmm. they got him. And as soon as they signed him, it was going tick 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 tick, and they signed him at a time where it was you know they were safe. They won, mm-hmm. and then tick 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 tick, and then it just blew up this year yeah they didn't Maybe they that, didn't that's why everything went went south for the the, the buccaneers yeah. but they, anyway they should have, sorry they should have punted they should have punted him away you know somewhere else they should have punted him a long time ago i, I can't believe that there are teams that are still still talking about maybe signing him baltimore ravens are thinking about going to reunite him or to to, to unite him with his uh his his cousin hollywood brown and his old boy lamar jackson can we, can we send him to the cfl canadian football league we send him to the moon can we just send him off this planet? Hmm. Do they have a team? Do they have a league up there? I'm not sure. Make a team. He can be the founding member. <laughs> you can, yeah, he could be the owner. He can throw the, the ball to himself. Yeah. How about that? I mean, you can't complain if, if you're throwing it to yourself, right? What are you going to say? He could talk. He could talk into the into the atmosphere and, and no one would have a problem. Think about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Two minutes. Two minutes to go in a ball game. There's our two-minute warning. Hmm. Before we go, and yeah, I've got three rumors for you today. Alrighty, three rumors. I'm gonna throw them at you, and uh, I want you to give me your your thoughts. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Number one, will Aaron Rodgers be a Denver Bronco next year? Boy, I hope not. Um, <laughs> he's he, but I'm gonna say no. I think he's gonna go to a different team. 
Uh, I'm going to say maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers, possibly, or another, or potentially maybe another NFC team, but I bet it's an AFC team. But I'm going to say no to the Broncos. So you're going to say AFC. Okay. I'm going to say AFC. Not the Broncos. All right. I I will add, there there was a a report that I saw this morning that said that um, Aaron Rodgers and his his wide receiver, Devontae Adams, would both love to play in, in Denver, but... Who knows? There, there is a precedent for it. Peyton Manning, of course, went there after his after his success with the Colts, won a Super Bowl, um, and John Elway also won Super Bowls in his his his, his, his final year. He left a champion, so there is a precedent. Yep. All right, rumor number two: Will Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, will Byron Leftwich be the next coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, I would love to say yes. But I'm going to have to say no, because they're Hmm. because they're going to choose general manager Trent Baalke over him, who Hmm. Byron Leftwich said he does not want to work with. So they are probably going to choose that. Yeah. Well, he made it. It seems that's according to the reports. So I'm going to say no uh, to that one. Yeah. Would have been a really nice story, though. Byron Leftwich, of course, a quarterback for the Jaguars for many, many years. Had some success. Uh, it felt like as soon as he left, that's when they got to the AFC championship game, though. Um, and then he became a coach, of course, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers. Um, won a Super Bowl last year. Coach Tom Brady, which is crazy. Byron Leftwich. Like, if you told me 10 years ago that Byron Leftwich would be coaching Tom Brady, I would be, I'd be shocked. All right. Uh, last one. Will Sean Payton, the uh, former coach of the New Orleans Saints, Will Sean Payton be on the sidelines of any NFL game next year? I'm going to say no. I think he takes a year off and he waits for good offers to come through. Now, that might be Dallas Cowboys who Mm -hmm. may get rid of Mike McCarthy or some Mm -hmm. other team. But I think he's going to take a year off and then come back next season. So 0 for 3 then. You said no to all my questions. I did. All right, I'll think of some I know. better ones for I'm, next I'm, week. I'm just, a, I'm just a pessimist. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe in anything. You don't believe in any of this stuff. All right, nope. And the ball game is over. And there's our final whistle. This one is over. Thank you all for joining us today. Um, we used a few tough English words today. Uh, we used words like fitting, which means appropriate. We used words like down to the wire. Uh, which means a game which is decided where the result is decided at the very end, a very close game. Yes. If you, you didn't catch all of these words, no problem. We will be posting the notes from today's episode on Instagram. To follow us, just search amefuto.pod. That's A-M-E-F-U-T-O dot P-O-D, amefuto.pod. And follow us uh, to make sure that you get all of our updates. There you will find notes on some of the English words that we used today. We'll give you their meanings and more. Next week is our Super Bowl preview episode. We will have our conference champions. We will know who is playing the Super Bowl. Will it be the Chiefs Rams, Chiefs Bengals? It's one of those, really. Sorry, sorry, Chiefs Niners or Chiefs Rams. Um, So big episode next week. Don't miss it. Have a great week, everybody. Later, guys.